Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. How is everybody doing on the first week of the fast? We got some woohooers in the house. We got some other ones like, oh my God, this is about to kill me. Well, some of y'all may be doing the Daniel fast and, and you may be eating nothing but vegetables. Ugh. Uh, but y'all vegetable lovers, I, I'm just not. But maybe you're just doing certain things like Dustin said, things to, to put it to the forefront. I have walked through the house several times this week. And the peanut butter jar has started talking to me like a snake in the Garden of Eden. It's been going, you know, you really would love to come over and stick the spoon inside of this peanut butter. Wouldn't you just love to grab the milk after the peanut butter? I've had to walk away from that cabinet several times and say, get behind me, Satan. I'm not going back to the garden. But, you know, we could, we could talk about that we only have like 14 more days, but what if we didn't look at it that way? What if we looked at it instead of how many days do we have left, what is it if we could say how much more can we get out of this fast? So many times, oh, come on, so many times in the negative world that we live in, we, we, we try to see how much more time we have to get through something, but sometimes I think our mentality needs to shift and say, man, I get to go through this. I get to fast. I get to pray. I get to believe God is going to do something on the other side of this. Remember, the reason we fast is to regain and to return to our faith. You know, it's a good, it's a good way to get a renewal and a refreshing in your spirit. And it gives you a sense of purpose and a sense of direction in which way, you know, anybody need a new direction in 2023? Oh, come on. There ain't nothing better than going on a fast and praying and, and believing God that he's going to do something. And listen, we're not just fasting for us. You're not just giving up the peanut butter and the meat and whatever you're giving up. You're trying to stand in the gap. You're trying to make up the hedge. You're trying to do something for your families, for this church, for your coworkers. You're doing something not just for you. And listen, the biggest thing, I'm, I'm fired up today. I'm going to slow down just a minute. It's how we get to know God in a more personal way. How many would like to take 2023 and just say, God, I want to get to know you. I wanted to get to know your nature and how you think. And listen, we talked about this at staff retreat. So many times we pray. We're going to talk about this more. But so many times we don't listen. The best time in the world is to be listening to what God has to say. You know, it's going to be hard, but there's breakthrough at the other side of it. So keep going and don't give up. There's one more key element. If you remember back in October, we did a sermon series called Basic training. Y'all remember that one? I had a brain moment there. You know, that was pretty bad. I forgot that. But we had a, a sermon series called Basic Training, and we talked about uh, the war that we are in because we are in a real battle out there right now for our souls. We talked about the enemy and who he was and how he operates and his tactics. And we also talked about the weapons that we use in warfare. But there's one more key element. Listen, Y'all going to have to put your steel toe shoes on this morning because this word is a little bit hard. 
And, and, and so many times we try to sugarcoat things, but sometimes you really can't sugarcoat certain things that you've got to speak about. But, you know, there's one more key element in this battle for ourselves, for our families, for our city, for our nation, our schools. It's called commitment. Commitment means dedication, it means responsibility, and it means an obligation to do what you're supposed to do. Listen, we are losing our commitment in the culture that we live in today. More than over half of the marriages are ending in divorce right now. And I'm not throwing shade because we're divorced. I'm not throwing any shade if you've been out there. But listen, till death do us part, I know my wife has thought a few times, man, I sure would like to kill him. Come on, you husbands and you wives out there, you're probably saying the same thing, man. I woke up a few times with a pillow over my face and she told me she was just lovingly, never mind. But till death do us part is really not the commitment that we have anymore. People say, listen to this, it's sad. They say, uh, here's the other thing too. More and more people are just living together because they don't want to have a commitment. I also read somewhere where the divorce rate was going down in certain areas, but that was the reason why. People are just living together because they don't want to commit. More and more uh, people are saying they have fewer friends, and not just fewer friends. Some of the people say they have no close friends. And joining things like political parties and organizations and churches, it's on the decline, if you haven't seen it already. Listen, for all you patriotic people out there, the sense of duty to our country has dropped. Come on. We don't really want to fight anymore for what we believe in. And listen, how many of y'all ever send out RSVPs and, ain't, and somebody either puts it on there and they don't show up or they don't need an RSVP or they show up? Is that annoying or what? It's not to me, but most women are annoyed by that. Guys are like, you either shut. I tell the guys at men's group, if you don't respond, I'm buying four pieces of pizza. And then if it, when it's gone, it's gone. There you go. But people, that's how you do it. That's right. But I mean, the percentage of people who commit and attend events, it's on the decline because they don't want to commit to anything. About the only form of commitment really upheld today is the commitment to what? Ourself. That's the one we uphold most of the time. And no wonder this past generation has been called the me generation. It's focused on the acceptance of everything that makes us feel good, makes us happy, and it makes us satisfied. The title of my message today and the title of this sermon series going forward is Committed. And I'm going to ask you, just like we did in basic training, I'm going to ask you to be here over the next four to six weeks because we're going to ask you to be committed to certain areas of not just the church. That's the first people start talking about, oh, they want me just to come to church so I can do. No, no, I want you to be committed to yourself this year. I want you to be committed to your family this year. I want you to be committed more and more and more to the things that God has for you. So I'm going to ask you to be here during this time. The chicken and the pig were out in the lot one day. Chicken looked over and says, man, we have a great life here. Pig said, yeah, oh, never mind. He said, yes, it's pretty nice. I snort. I snort when I laugh sometimes. The chicken said, our farmer, he takes such great care of us, and he feeds us, and he gives us a great place to live. And, and, and the pig said, yeah, it's pretty good. I really like it here. And said, 
The chicken says, I'd like to do something for the farmer to show our appreciation. And the pig says, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That sounds great to me. The chicken said, let's give him a ham and egg breakfast in the morning. The pig was kind of quiet, and he was like, eh. The chicken's like, why? What's the matter with you? He says, what's wrong with breakfast? Don't you like breakfast? I don't like breakfast. Well, why don't you like it? He says, for you, that's involvement. For me, it's commitment. It comes down to commitment or involvement. Involved is to be a part of something or participate in something. People are involved to the max today. Our time is consumed by our work. Our time is consumed by our hobbies. Our time is consumed by education. And our time is even sometimes consumed by doing the things of God. Now, listen, involved is to stay with it. Listen, you gotta, I, I'm gonna read this. Involved is to stay with it as long as you're getting something out of it and you're happy with it, or you're happy with whatever you're getting. Now listen here. We better like what we get, or we're gonna get something else. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. And if we don't like where we're going, we're gonna go somewhere else. When you're only involved, let something go wrong, let something get hard, let something cost you something. And hear me when I say this, you ain't going to quit on the spot. Don't you become less involved? You start looking for someone else. You start looking for something else. You look for relationships and friends or groups or organizations or activities that can give you what you want. Can I just tell you, when it comes... I told you, I better get it on, strap it on this morning. When it comes to our relationship with God and with Jesus, he never called anyone to an involvement-only status. Jesus calls us to commitment. Listen, can I tell you something? Your salvation was free, but your faithfulness to him requires absolute commitment. How many would accept, if you're married in here or you're dating, would accept 90% commitment from your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend. I can already tell. She, got, she just crossed her hands on the front row up there. She's like, uh -uh, ain't going to happen. She ain't even going to take 99.9999%. Even though 10% unfaithfulness doesn't sound like a big old deal, does it? But try to rebuild something after you've been 3% unfaithful or 5% unfaithful or 1% unfaithful. It's very hard to, to, to build what's broken by unfaithfulness. Real commitment is the pig providing the ham for breakfast. It requires us to give everything and give all that we have to it. Committed is also, this one, my wife gave this one to me. Committed is also a verb. It's something that you have to put action to and you have to be deliberate about. Are we committed to follow Jesus? In John 6, great chapter of the Bible if you haven't read it yet. In John 6, before that, Jesus was becoming a star, right? He, before John 6, he, he healed, he talked to the woman at the well. And what happened when he talked to her, he encountered her and she went back to her town and she told everybody, I mean, Revival broke out in that Samaritan town because of what he of the encounter she had with him. He went and healed a man that had been sitting 37 years beside a pool, 
crippled and he healed him. That man went and told everyone what had happened. And now he, he had big crowds coming. He was healing people. And, and he's about, he's just getting ready to feed 5,000 people. 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves. He was a rock star. I mean, can you imagine if that happened nowadays? People would be falling forever. But look at John 6, 14, it says. This is after he'd done all of these miracles. John 6, 14, it says, Then those men, the crowd, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who has come into the world. Hey, these people were camping out all night, and they were, they were, they were giving everything they could to Jesus. And they, they were great followers, right? But when Jesus got up on the next, the next morning, he went to the other side, right? And when they woke up that morning, they were looking for him. They didn't know where he'd went and said, hey, the boat, all the boats are here, but that one's gone. I don't know where Jesus went. So they start looking for him. And look at verse 6. And Jesus answered them. Well, after they found him, he answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. What was their true motive for following Jesus? Were they committed or were they just hungry? Come on. Was it him? Did they want him or did they want the benefits that he had? So many times what we do is we want to pray, but by golly, Jesus, you better answer my prayer. Come on, you better do, we, we go to church and you better do something for me because I attend church every Sunday. We pay our tithing. God, you said you, and listen to me. He said, I will pour out. Test me on this and I will pour out the, see if I won't open up heaven and pour, I'm having some brain trouble here this morning. But those things happen. But if that's your motive behind it, it's not the right motive. You don't give to get. You don't go to get. You don't pray to get. You pray because you believe. Here's what he does. He starts laying out what it's going to look like to follow him. Anybody got an old Bible? Anybody ever read the words in red? Oh, Jesus was a beast. Come on, if, you don't, if you've not checked that out, find an old Bible where it, it puts all of the words of Jesus in red. And you're going to find out that he said a lot of things that you wouldn't even believe that anybody could say, right? It might shock you. But look at verse 35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. I go to the cheesecake factory and I get stressed out. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking There's 47 pages. By the time, I'm, I'm kind of worn out and ready to eat everything on every page by the time I get done going through it. But here's what Jesus done. He says this. He says, I'm the only thing on the menu. What if you went in there and that's all it was? Jesus? Ooh, Jesus? Jesus? Wow, how many pages is this? It's 27 pages long, but it's Jesus. He was the only thing. He wasn't offering them anything else but himself. He offers himself, but would that be enough? Listen, there is a cost to being a follower and being committed. I went to college for six and a half years. Never graduated. Probably closer to seven. Never graduated. I ain't even going to tell you what I did in college for almost seven years. But... 
it was free to me. It didn't cost me a student loan. Come on, y'all. It didn't cost me anything. So that which you don't, that doesn't cost you anything, you're not going to value. I didn't value that at all. Now that I look back on that, I wish now I would have taken better advantage of that. I would have done the things I was supposed to do. But at that time, it had no value in me because it didn't cost me anything. <sighs> if it doesn't cost you, it's probably not going to be valuable. But look at John, John 6.53. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Oh, no, no. Hold on a minute. No, this is good. I skipped something. You buy the newest cell phone. What is it, the 14 now? It could be the, it's going to be the 23 in the next six months probably. But what do you do when you buy that cell phone? You put insurance on it, right? Come on. You buy the best case for it because you don't want to drop that thing because it costs $9,000 anymore, right? But you value that because it costs you something. Why? Because it's valuable to you. If it doesn't cost you, you're not going to value it. John 6, 53 says this. And Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat, listen to me, this is the words in red, right? Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. Can you imagine the disciples were like, what? <laughs> Jesus, um... If you haven't figured this thing out yet, we're trying to get new followers. And you're talking about eating your flesh and drinking your blood. And we all know that's symbols of certain things. But they were like, this is not a campaign to start a church, Jesus. It's not a good movement, Starman. But then he says, in other places, you've got to deny yourself. But we want what we want when we want it. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. He says, take up your cross, and we can't even change our schedule. I told you y'all are going to not be happy with me today, but that's okay. He said, persecution? You're going to face persecution? And you can't even talk, you can't even stand somebody to talk about you. Come on, we got to get more thin, thick-skinned out here and quit being so thin-skinned because the Bible says we're going to go through some things and we better be committed to following Jesus. Has committed cost you anything? Listen, commitment is not always a free meal. Listen to this. In John 6, 66, I do not think that there is not, that is a coincidence, but listen to what it says. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Do you think that number's there just to be a number? Hey, I saw that a few years ago. It blew my mind. They turned around, and they weren't walking with him anymore. And here's what he didn't do. He didn't chase them. He didn't soften his message at all. He didn't make up a new program so everybody would be happy. He kind of seemed all right with them leaving. 
He was looking for true followers. He was looking for people who were committed to him. And listen, we can try to talk people into following. We want to make it appealing and comfortable. But so many times, what you can talk someone into, someone else can talk them out of. We have to stop handing out a lot of free bread and give the true meat and the truth of the gospel. There is a cost to commitment. John 6 67 and 68 says, then Jesus turned to the 12. Here's his homeboys. He said, are you also going to leave? This is where he's asking, how committed are you going to be? And Simon Peter, I like Simon. You got a big mouth like me. (laughs) Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? For you have the words that give eternal life. Where and to whom would we go? Peter was starting to get it. He had tried it all on his own. He had, done, he had messed up and made all of his mistakes, but he was starting to understand what true commitment looked like. Listen, programs and organization and people are good, but there is no other way but through Jesus Christ. I want to set this forth for you in 2023. What, what do you want to accomplish in your life? What do you want to accomplish this year or in your life? Have you committed it to him? Are you wanting to improve yourself both physically? I'm going to start working out. I'll probably quit in two weeks, but no, I'm kidding. I'm going forward. I'm I'm going forward with my workout. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But are are you committed to improve yourself both physically but mostly spiritually? Are you committed to having better relationships this year and, and maybe a different career? Listen to what Proverbs 16.3 says. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. I'm reading the Amplified. We don't have this, but listen. Commit your works to the Lord, submit them to him and trust him and your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and to his guidance. Commitment, listen to me, commitment brings contentment. In one other version, it says your thoughts will be established. Anybody having trouble with their minds right now? Well, commit your mind to the Lord and it will bring contentment to you. When you know that you don't have to do it all on your own, that gives you the contentment in your heart to know that you can do it. You want to change your mind? You want to change your thoughts? Well, then improve your commitment level. We can't change much if we don't commit much. Commitment and trust go together. What you trust in, you will commit yourself to. And what you commit yourself to, you're going to trust. Listen to what Proverbs says here. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. We can't always trust what we know. You've heard me say it before. If you trust your feelings, you're going to be in trouble 99% of the time, right? I don't feel like it. Well, you're never going to do it. Trust in him. Commit is acknowledging his ways, 
his purposes and his will. Commit and trust those things to God and he will be there to help you through them in 2023. Listen what Jesus did. Jesus focused on the Father's will. He focused on the Father's plan and it helped him to be focused on his commitments. Don't you remember in the garden? He said, not my will, but your will. He, to the Father and the mission, Jesus committed himself. While he was taking the stripes for you, he committed to stay at that whipping post for you because he committed himself to do it. While he was hanging on the cross, while he was on the cross, you were on his mind. That's where his commitment level, come on somebody, that's where his commitment level was. He hung there, he died for you. He could have come off, he could have called 10,000 angels. He stayed for you. He stayed for me. He was able to go through that so that we could seek and we could see the salvation. That's how committed he wants to be to us. What is your image of Jesus, the picture of Jesus in your mind? You know, you've got that picture hanging on the wall somewhere. Salvation is free. His grace, listen, and his mercy, it means free and unmerited. I am so thankful that he had mercy upon me I'm so thankful that he poured his bucket of grace over top of me and he's still doing it to this day. I'm so thankful that he's doing that. But there comes a time, listen, y'all dating or getting ready to get married, there comes a time in any relationship when you have to DTR. You have to determine, you have to define, sorry, the relationship. That's that official talk, come on, when you sit down at some point and level in a relationship and you determine the level of commitment or where you are at. If it's on the first date, run <laughs> as fast as you can. I really see you as my soulmate. We've known each other an hour and 20 minutes. The bachelor, uh, the bachelor, I love him. Oh, it's only been a week. Y'all know, I, I used to love to watch that women crying, and man, they act like they were devastated, and they so know somebody for a week anyway. Here we go. <laughs> there comes a time when we have to ask, and we have to evaluate. Is this casual, or is this committed? Yeah. Am I casually just going to walk with Jesus? Am I casually just going to come to church? Am I casually just going to go through my daily life? Or am I committed to do everything that God has asked me to do in 2023? After a while, Jesus sits down at that table across from us and he lays it all out on the table. He ain't sugarcoating it anymore and he doesn't give you the unedited version. And let me be honest with you, the Holy Spirit's probably already started doing that to you or he's already done that to you. He's already started telling you, okay, this is where I wanna take you this year. This is where I want you to go. This is how I want, this is what our relationship needs to look like. That's that time when he sits down and says, listen, I wanna know, are you with me? And can I just tell you, Jesus is full of love. He's full of mercy. And I am so thankful that he'll keep chasing you. He'll keep chasing you. He'll keep going after you. But I'm gonna try, I, I'm not talking to you on his case today. I'm talking about for your own case. 
So many things, if you'll commit your works to God this year, Jesus said, I'm about to blow your mind of what I wanna do with you. That's what he's told us for 2023. We are committed to do things differently this year than we did last year. And that means changing some things. That means nixing some things. That means adding a few things. But we want to go where God wants us to go in 2023 as a church. And it ain't just for us. It's for you. It's for your families. It's for where you want to go in your life. Listen, I'm going to ask you all to stand with me, please, this morning. asking the question, are we involved? Are we committed? Maybe you've never had a relationship with Jesus. Maybe this is all new and foreign to you. You're like, well, I don't even know what he's talking about. Jesus is here for you today, whether you understand him or not. Because this relationship that you're getting into him, maybe this is all new to you. But this relationship is where he wants to take you into a deeper level with him. And it may start out doing it one step at a time, one inch at a time, one prayer at a time. But he's looking for that relationship with you to build it, to go stronger and deeper this year. He wants that relationship. You know what that looks like? That just means saying yes to you, Jesus. I've been saying maybe to you. I've even maybe been saying no to you, but 2023, I want to say yes to you, yes to your will, and yes to your way. And listen, God, I'm a sinner, but I need a Savior. And you're the best one. If that's you, the prayer team is up on the left and the right. They'd love to pray with you, but I'm going to ask you to call. Call for a deeper commitment this year. Maybe you have, oh, listen, the Lord gave this to me this morning. Maybe you have commitment issues. You know why? Because people have let you down. Things, circumstances, and situations have let you down, and you are so afraid to commit. But can I tell you, Jesus is not people. Bible says, I won't leave you or I won't forsake you. Though they might run away from you, I'm going to be there. I'm going to stick closer than a brother. I don't care where you go. I'm coming after you. I want to stick by you. Maybe you've been dating a while and you're ready to take that relationship to a whole new level. Listen, maybe you've been dating Jesus and it's been good. He said, come on, I want you back. This morning, can you put a ring on it? I'm going to ask you in just a few minutes to come up front. Let's commit this year, first of all, to Jesus, who can change everything in your life. But second of all, let's commit to growing. Let's commit to moving. Let's commit to staying, staying. Oh my gosh, somebody needs to hear that. Staying power in 2023. To stay when you feel like running. Oh, I can preach for 10 more. To stay when you feel like running. As they get ready to sing, maybe there is something on you that's got to break. Maybe it followed you all through 2022 and it's even crept over into the first 15 days of, of 2023 and you're saying this morning something's got to break. Yeah. 
I've been putting up with this. I've been going through this. I've been down this road and something's about to break. Listen, there is breakthrough on the other side of your walk to the front of this church this morning. So if you don't know Jesus, walk up here. If you know Jesus and you want to go deeper, walk up here. If you want something broken off of you, listen, that's probably half the church in here this morning. Something's got to break this morning. Listen, listen, let's not let it be us this year. Let's let it be that situation this year. Let's break anxiety off in the name of Jesus. Let's break fear off in the name of Jesus. Let's break, oh, let's break complacency off in the name of Jesus. Those things have got to break this year in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.